So today is, I'm going to coin a phrase, you ready? No Sermon Saturday. Wow. Well, I feel very, uh, I feel very humbled by that, very complimented by that. There was no applause from that. No, I don't, I don't have anything planned today except for just something that's on my heart. You know, it's always been um, important to me at Mishkan David that if God is moving in the world, in some capacity, we don't want to miss a thing. We want to be able to agree, at least agree with it. And if we can't be somewhere physically, let's agree spiritually with what God is doing. This is why, is, the, is your guitar on, like in the, in the, so. <laughs> is, is, is Susie's guitar muted? I don't hear it out of the speakers, maybe it's just me. This is why, this is why a few years ago, if you remember when um, there was an evangelist, Tommy Zito, and he came to Rhode Island, and there was this little revival gatherings in Rhode Island, I'm like, great, we're in. If God is doing something in Rhode Island, I don't want to miss a thing. This is why we did the end of the exile when, when COVID was starting to wind down. We don't want to miss a thing. If God is doing something in the world, we don't want to miss it. This is why that after end of the exile a couple of years ago, we immediately got together on uh, Zoom weekly and started to pray for the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Uh, I remember seeing it on the news that it that there was going to take the case, the Supreme Court was going to take the case, and I'm like, you know, this is a move of God. We can't miss this. We can't miss this. It doesn't matter that it's happening in Washington. The kingdom of God is eternal. The kingdom of God is right here. And if he's doing something in physically over there, it doesn't mean that we can't sow into it. It doesn't mean that we can't participate in it. It doesn't mean that we're not a part of it. We just need to agree with it and press into it spiritually. And we will add our prayers to it, and we will add our petitions to it, and we will bend our knee on behalf of it. And we did that as a congregation every week, every week, every week, every week, for like a year until it was eventually overturned. And this is what we do. If, and this is what I feel strongly about. If God is moving, if God is moving, we don't want to miss it. And, you know, when we look at... Boy, I think no sermon Saturday is turning into something else. <laughs> and if, if we look at the news, if we look at the reports of what's going on in the world, everywhere you turn, it's evil. Everywhere you turn. I don't know how people don't lose their minds. Everywhere you look, it's evil, it's evil, it's evil, it's evil, it's evil, it's evil. Everything and it's just there's and there's war and there's we're on the verge you know there could be on the verge of nuclear war we're just out of a pandemic and there's trains that are blowing up and you know we're going off the rails and all these things and everything is everything is just seems so bad everything just seems so bad the economy's bad inflation is bad everything just seems bad when you hyper focus and when you pay attention. On the things of the world, everything just seems so unrepairable, irreparable. And we can get so upset when we just constantly hyper-focus on all the evils of the world, evils of the world, evils of the world, and we can get to this place where we're like, oh, God, just end it. Just pour out your 
fire and kill the evil people. And we can get to that place because when we, when we look at it, it's like, wow, like this world is really messed up. But is it possible that in the midst of a messed up world, is it possible? Because I'm not denying any of the evil. There's evil out there. And you know what? There's going to be evil out there until Yeshua comes back. We're always one moment away from the next whatever it is. There's always going to be evil out there. But is it possible that even uh, among it, is it possible that even within it, even is it possible that even while it's happening, is it possible that even, even while the world is evil, God can do an unexpected. And even though the world is evil, God can just take a little match and go, and go to a couple of college kids and go, is it possible that as evil as the world can be, is it possible that as tough as life can be, is it possible that when we just don't see any way out of this, that God can cause the flames of revival, of holiness, to catch and spread. We've been through a pandemic. We've heard more than enough about epidemics and viruses. Can God cause his flame to spread like an epidemic? Can he cause his fire to spread even in the midst of it? Could God, and we, we look at all the things and what the children are learning in school and the gender confusion, and this is good and what they say is evil and evil is good and good is evil. And we look at all these things and all the sexual confusion and we're like, my gosh, the children of this world, the young people of this world, I don't know how they even, how it can it possible? And we pray for the young people, but there's a part in us that goes like, I don't know, God, I don't know. Maybe the days of you coming and pouring out your spirit on the, on the youth is over. Maybe the, all that's left is judgment. And could it be that when we're even feeling that way, God takes a little match, lights it up, goes to a college in Kentucky, and throws that match yes, in there. Lord. Yes. And they stay there and they stay there. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing, but could God be saying? You know, there's a lot of voices out there that think, say, America doesn't have a future and it doesn't have a hope. There's a lot of voices out there. I'll tell you, every time I'm in the midst of, you know, 10 believers and I'm in that group, I've always been the only voice that says, no, God has a future and a hope for us. I've always been that one out of 10. Of all the voices that say, no, there's nothing left but judgment is too late. The evil is too much. I've always been the one, always been the one to say, no, not yet. No, not yet. God's got a match in that box still. He's got a match in that box. And he's got a shoe or a tooth or whatever it is that'll light that thing. And he can throw it in whenever he wants. 
Could it be, could it be that God is saying, I got a future and a hope for the youth of this nation? Could it be that he's claimed them? And the Gen Zers, the, Sue, what's the max age of the Gen Zers, 27 or something? The 15 to 27s, they've been through a lot. They were the ones shut out of school. Some people say they're called Gen Z because they're the ones that had to go on Zoom. Z stands for Zoom. Could it be that God is claiming them? Could it be their moment? Could it be their moment? Could it be the moment then the old folks like me, the Gen Xers and above, and all you baby boomers out there, whoever you are, even you millennials, you millennials are old now. Sorry, even, <laughs> is it the time for all of us to stand up yeah. and say, this is your moment, yes, yes, young yes, people. Yes. This is your moment. Thank God you. has claimed you. God has Thank heard you. the prayers. God has heard the prayers. Just like for 50 years of praying for an overturning of Roe versus Wade, in a moment, it happened. In a moment, it happened. 50 years of praying. Could it be that this moment that we're seeing in this college in Kentucky, this university where they've been staying and staying and the fire is spreading and spreading and spreading and people are making pilgrimage there and pilgrimages there. Could it be the moment where God is saying, I got this generation. This generation is mine. They're going to be doing things that you haven't done. And all the naysayers are going to go, why aren't they speaking in tongues? Or why aren't they doing the Holy Spirit shuffle? Why aren't they, why aren't they shaking, rattling, and rolling, and falling down, convulsing? Because that's what we did in Brownsville. And that's what we did in Toronto. And that's what we did here. And God is saying, I'm doing something holy with this generation. Hallelujah. I'm doing something holy. Don't define it the way you define it. I worked with you great. You know, there's a scripture in the book of Ezra where it talks about the second temple when the second temple started to be built. And some of those old-timer <laughs> priests and Levites, they saw the foundations of the new temple and they started to weep. They started to weep because they were comparing it against the previous first temple, which was all glorious and majestic. And it didn't, it didn't, it didn't add up. It didn't, it didn't equate to what they saw in the past and they were actually weeping they were actually crying it says weeping mourning they were mourning over it it wasn't a time of rejoicing they were mourning i speak against any mourning over this we don't want to be like that we want to be the ones that are shouting we want to be the ones that are rejoicing because we don't want to define it any other way let god define this thing and let him Put his spirit into these genseers, these teenagers and young 20s people and call them out. Today, in the name of Yeshua, I stand here on behalf of some old people. And I pass the baton and I say, go take it and go farther. Go farther than the millennials did. Go farther than us Gen Xers did. Go farther than the baby boomers did. This is your moment. This is your moment. And I'm no scholar of Christian revivals. You know, being a Jew, I don't even know what a Christian revival was. 
I don't know anything from Jonathan Edwards to Azusa Street to any of those things. I don't know what they are. But I'll tell you one thing. You know where it says that judgment starts in the house of God? Can I, can I tell you something else? Blessing starts in the house of God too. Revival starts in the house of God too. And what does it mean for society? I don't know. What happened after Azusa Street? What happened after? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But sometimes we can pay so much attention to the world that we forget what God is doing in the house. Yes. And God is doing in the house. And let that permeate. Let that manifest. Let that spread. Yes. Enough of viral spreads. Virus spreading. Let his spirit spread. Let revival fires yes. spread. Yes. Let it go. Let it flow. Yeah. Let it flow. Let it flow. Yeah. Let it flow. Amen. Let it flow. Yes. Could it be that this is the moment that God is answering our prayers? Thank you, Father. Could it be that God is saying, I got Thank this country? You, Could it be that God is saying, I got this country? Could it be that God is saying, it's not over? That's I know right. there's a lot of voices that saying, oh, it's yes. over. It's time to get the food and go into your bunker and stay there until Yeshua returns. Could God be saying, it's time for revival. I've heard your prayers. I've Thank heard you. the prayers. I've heard the prayers. And I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. And we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. You know, one of the verses that came to me was about King David. And when King David first brought the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, he was going to bring it into Jerusalem for the first time. It was somewhere else. Um, it was in Shiloh. And he was going to bring it into Jerusalem for the first time. And it started to get all wobbly. Do you know the story? And all of a sudden, you know, only the Levites are supposed to be holding this thing. Right? And then all of a sudden, some dude you know, who wasn't really ordained by God, goes, I'll fix it. And he touches the thing, and God zaps him, and it, it caused a judgment to come. So much so that King David took the ark and hid it away in somebody's house and said, I'm just going to leave it here. This is too scary for me. Until David composed himself, and he got his wits about him again. And he said, let's do this thing right. Let's do this thing right. Let's do this thing right. Because God puts order into place. And when God says it's just the Levites are going to touch it, that ain't religion. That's order. That's right. When God says it's the Levites and the priests that are only supposed to be doing something, it's not coming under the law. It's God's divine order. So David says, you know what? Let's do it again, but let's do it right. And he had to write people bringing this thing. And we know what happened when it came into Jerusalem. Revival hit. Yes. Celebration started. Maybe God is putting things in order right now. Maybe the overturning of Roe versus Wade put something in order. And God's like, now I'm going to move. Maybe there is a linkage. Brian, don't forget. Maybe so. Brian, don't forget Sam Smith. Yeah, there's so much evil. We look at the, we look at the Grammys. We look at the, the Super Bowl. All, all these things. They were doing Satan worship at the Grammys. And then and all of a sudden. This was God's answer. Even amongst that, within that time, God says, 
the enemy meant for evil. Susie read me something, a little anecdote from this whole event that's happening in Kentucky, and they use the same scripture but in a different way, because apparently there's a lot of famous people that are calling and contacting the, the university in Kentucky and saying, hey, can we offer our help, right? <laughs> and everybody here knows, like, I love, you know, I'm a big fan of Elevation Church and Stephen Furtick. I find his messages really good. Everybody knows that. I, I, I speak about that. So it's like, it's like Stephen Furtick, you know, caliber people calling the church. Like, hey, let me, let me I can come in and help you out. And they're like, no, thanks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I'm hearing. I didn't hear it directly out of the, you know, the from the from the administrator of the school this is it's all hearsay so i hope it is true but apparently some of the big name preachers and musicians you know he's like hey man we can come with our smoke machines <laughs> you know here it is in this humble chapel with wood wood pews and no powerpoint and unprofessional worship teams god is pouring out his spirit yes. on the kids yes, not the kids Lord. the young adults And it's always been important to me at Mishkan David that if God's moving, even if we can't be there physically, let's agree with it. Yes. Let's agree with it. Yes. Let's agree with what God's doing. If you're one of the folks that are like, no, I don't agree. I got my bunker prepared. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe it's going to happen. Maybe tribulation is around the corner. But maybe God is faithful in the time that tribulation is going to come, that he's pouring his spirit out at the same time. Amen. 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 So today I want the congregation, I want us to come into agreement. That's what's going to happen on No Sermon Saturday. Now that I conclude my sermon. Let's just come into agreement, okay? Let's come into agreement, okay? So we just have a couple songs picked. Maybe we'll just stay on a chord and stay there for a... And we're not emulating. I want you to know that. We're not cooking up a revival here, okay? Revival is a term that's used so... Uh, it's, it's, it's become common to use the term revival. So many churches, we're going to have a revival meeting next week. But how do you know... Because revival, you can't cook it up. It's God taking a, a fire, a match, and putting it in. That's it. And letting it go. And letting it do its thing. You know, I am a terrible fire keeper and starter. I learned this when we had the wood-burning fireplace. I so much prefer our gas fireplace at our new home. Because with the wood-burning fireplace, I was terrible at it. And the reason I was terrible at it is because I overworked it. God is saying, don't overwork it. Thank you, Lord. I'll start it up. I'll keep it up. <laughs> and even if it feels like it's going down to a little ember, don't feel like anything needs to happen. I'll fuel this thing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So I want us to come in agreement with this.
We're not emulating. We're not mimicking. We're not saying what happened there, do here at all. And I ain't saying we're going to be here until next week. Or even another hour, I don't know. I just want us to come into agreement. What God is doing in this country. I want us to come into agreement. That as desperate as it seems, God has his hand on us. I want us to come into agreement. That as dire and dour as things may seem. God's promises are yes and amen. And I want us to come to an agreement with as crazy as the things we hear that the kids are being taught and the kids are learning and what, what they say is good and what they say is evil and all these things, as, much, as crazy and, and backwards as all that is, I want us to come to an agreement that God took a generation <laughs> younger than us say, I got them, they're mine. They're mine. They're mine. Watch what I do with them. Watch what I do with their children. Could it be that God is answering our prayers today? Today, right now. Could it be? A little bit ago, we spoke about Bishvat, the anniversary of the trees. And I remember the word coming forth that this is the time of the fruit. It's the time of the fruit. This is not the time where you don't touch the fruit. This is the time of the fruit. Maybe this is the time of the fruit. Maybe this is the time. I want to encourage all you prayer warriors out there. I want to encourage all of you who've been praying for generations. Not generations, praying for years, decades. I want to encourage you that have been on your face, that have shed tears before the Lord. For our towns, for our cities, for our counties, for our state, for our country, for the world. I want to tell you that God has heard your prayers. And whatever happens down there in good old Kentucky, whether it's for a day or five years, they keep going. I don't know. Let's come into agreement that God is a God who hears and answers prayers. And he's not done. 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 He's claiming a generation for his own. Let's agree with that. 